Amanda and Shayna, co-hosts of The Splash Zone, give us a breakdown of their college majors. Amanda, a music major with a minor in business, and Shayna, a film studies major. Tune in to hear why they chose their majors and why they love them. Hi, welcome back to The Splash Zone. My name's Amanda. And I'm Shayna. And today we'll be talking about our college majors, why we chose them, how we're doing in school, and things like that. So, you know, general background, I am a music major with a minor in business management. And I'm a film studies major. So, Shayna, why did you choose film studies? Have you always wanted to do film studies? No, I was originally a cultural anthropology major. But when I started taking classes, I realized that I did not like anthropology. So when I was trying to figure out what to do, I looked at the classes that I was enjoying. And I was really, really enjoying my film class. So that was why I chose to change my major. So was your anthropology class just difficult? Was the subject not interesting to you? Did you start doing projects and realize you didn't want to be doing those projects? Or was it a combination of all three or something else completely? Uh, I I think what I found was when I was researching the different career fields from one of my first units in my anthropology class, and I was looking at the jobs, I found that even though I thought the subject was interesting. That's not what I wanted to do with my life. The thought of it made me sad. The thought of doing it for the rest of my life made me really sad. So what were the what was the career that you wanted to go into when you started with anthropology? I wanted to be a museum curator uh, and a teacher, but when I looked more into museum curatorships and what it actually took to become a museum curator, I realized that that's not what would interest me. I would be able to do it, and I think I would be able to do it well, but it would be very boring for me. So the career fields that you found when you did the researching for this project weren't necessarily different than being a curator. They were just, it was different than you had expected it to be. Yeah, it was a lot of in-lab testing and testing the same thing over and over again and not a lot of in-field research. So you would rather be doing more direct research and learning more specific things rather than doing research on... I would much rather be in the field with archaeologists excavating whatever or with a primatologist researching animals and their links, but that's only a really small part of the whole job. The main portions are in lab, you're in a lab carbon dating and writing reports. Right. And that's definitely not for everybody. I definitely agree that I probably wouldn't enjoy that too much either. So now that you have switched into film studies, what's your goal? Uh, I don't have as much of a long-term goal as I did with anthropology because with film anything can happen but and you just started it too you know you planned the anthropology track for a long time and you've just switched into this in the last couple months yeah so my rough plan is to get my master's in film and hopefully maybe become a film professor I also really want to work as a production assistant and help make movies 
Sounds cool. We might end up in the same track if I end up getting into television sound, movie sound. I'm definitely going to use you if I become a director. So tell me about the the switching process between deciding that you didn't want to do anthropology anymore and switching into film. Was it easy to decide? Was there anything else that went through your mind when you were trying to figure out why you didn't like anthropology? It was really difficult. The most difficult part was realizing that I didn't like anthropology anymore, that it wasn't what I wanted to do. And once I figured that out, I sort of had this, oh no, what am I going to do? And for the longest time, I was going to just drop out of college. I wanted to get my uh, insurance license and work with my mom. But then I sort of realized that I didn't want to leave college. I didn't want to stop learning. So once I figured that out, I had to figure out, okay, you don't like anthropology, but you want to stay in school. What do you want to learn? Right. Yeah. From my perspective, seeing you go through this, I was very confused because you, you know, you did just recently withdraw from the anthropology class, but it was very confusing because you were saying that you didn't want to quit. You didn't want to give up on this class just because it was difficult. But then the only other option you were giving yourself was drop out. That was, so it was definitely very confusing seeing as you were enjoying your other classes, particularly your film class. Yeah, my film class is my favorite class that I'm taking. And I feel like I'm a very all or nothing kind of person. So when I was like, oh, I'm not succeeding in this one area, maybe I should just try something completely new. I was thinking that because I was doing bad in this one class, I was just sucking at college in general, which wasn't the truth. And you were actually the person who was like, what if you just drop the class? Yeah, and I remember, you know, you were saying, I'm doing so bad in college, and da 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 da, and I brought it up to you at a different point in time, and I said, but you said you were doing so bad, and you were like, no, I have A's in all my classes except for anthropology. And I was like, okay, so you're not doing bad in college. You're doing bad in one class for a subject that you don't even want to be working on anymore, and... So that, you know, because I've definitely, like I said, I've seen, I've been in that situation where struggling in the class that is going to define your major and not knowing what to do. I felt like, because maybe at the time it was because I hadn't actually changed my major yet. So even though I was planning on changing my major, I was still having the thoughts of, oh, this is one of my major courses. I can't drop out of that. And then you were like, but you're going to be a film major. You don't need this. I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely enlightening to figure out that if you don't actually end up needing the class and it's only doing you more harm than good, that it's not such a big deal to get rid of it. Yeah. And when I dropped, I dropped with a W, which isn't great. But for me, the pros of dropping the class outweighed the cons. I only had two cons for dropping the class, and that was quitting a class which is a personal thing for me and getting the w but it would be easy to explain why i dropped the class if it ever even comes up in an interview but the the pros was Mm -hmm. for my mental health my daily stress my other classes were suffering because i was putting so much time into this class that definitely is a big thing 
mental health plays a lot into school success and deciding what you want to do, especially if the thing that you think you want to do is the one thing that's causing you all those issues. And that's that's exactly it. That's what helped me realize that I didn't want to do anthropologies. If what you want to do for the rest of your life is causing you anxiety, stress, depression, it shouldn't be what you do because you're not enjoying yourself. Absolutely. So what about you? What made you decide for music? Was it always music? No, it was not. For the longest time, it was engineering, actually. I was going to go into mechanical engineering or even materials engineering or aerospace engineering. I wanted to do something with airplanes. I definitely had a lot of interest in. And then senior year calculus and finding out that I was going to have to do that for the rest of my life. And I decided that, no, I didn't enjoy it that much. And then I decided that I wanted to be a lawyer. I was going to major in psychology or pre-law at a college that offered it and then go into psychology. And I wanted to be a criminal prosecutor. But then I found out that a lot of lawyers tend to not actually do the thing that they want to do for a lot of years. They end up being an assistant in a law firm and just looking through case files all day for 16 hour days. And so I said, no, I don't. I don't want that for myself. I want to be able to do the work that I put in. I want to be able to spend my years at school learning something and then actually be able to use it. And we have had this side hobby of working shows, you know, festivals and little concerts and stuff for the past eight years now. And it's fun. I really liked that. It's always different. It's always challenging. And there's something to be said for how much we love music in this household. And so I decided that I would give it a go. If I didn't like it, I would switch, but I wanted to try it. And so I did. And you were always a lot better at the shows than I was. You know, things made way more sense for you than they did for me. Yeah. And it was definitely not a natural, like, oh, all of a sudden it made sense to me. I spent a lot of time scratching my head about what what was going on, what was in front of me. But I definitely did pick it up quicker than you did so in choosing music and sound engineering were there any times when you worried about whether you were making the right decision oh definitely I was worried about making the right decision when I couldn't find a school that offered a program that I could get into without a portfolio that was one of the things that I was really, really worried about because I didn't have a portfolio. A lot of people who want to get into sound engineering at such a young age have portfolios of songs that they've mixed or remixed. They have beats that they've created. They can play an instrument and have portfolio of their instrument playing. And I didn't. I didn't have any of it. I didn't record any of the shows that I mixed. I didn't have a portfolio. And so that was one of the really big issues that I had. And I only found one school that was a state university that offered the program that I wanted without a portfolio. And that was really hard, very nerve wracking to only apply to one college because the other options that I had were trade schools, which are perfectly fine. They were my second option, but you don't need to apply to trade schools. You just pay them their lump sum of money and you're in. So it was definitely nerve wracking to just apply to one school. So once you got into the school, were there any times while you were doing your studies that you felt like you weren't doing the right thing or you made the wrong decision? 
Yes. First semester of the first year of college, I almost failed the very first class for my major. So my major is set up in such a way that you have to take the first class, then you can take the second and third classes, and then like pyramid builds off of that one base class. They give you an assessment to see if you even need to take this class, and then you work your way up from there. And so that class, that beginning, beginning class was music fundamentals, and I almost failed it. And working in that class and not understanding anything and not really realizing how much I didn't know about music until I got to that point and thinking, if I can't get through this class, what am I going to do? And I did it. I barely passed. I passed with a C and it was just, it was nerve wracking. And actually most of my class didn't pass. So I was kind of relieved in the fact that I did and I got through it and I made it on and forward. But for a while there, I was considering what am I going to do if this doesn't work out? Because I didn't really have a second plan because I had already gone through so many before and I was afraid that if I hit that point where I couldn't go any further that it was going to be like walking to the edge of a cliff and that there was nothing else for me there but I passed I did it yeah I definitely know the feeling of not knowing what you were going to do after because you know I was so stuck on anthropology for so long but you're, you're going to graduate soon. So what are your plans? What are your goals? So my ultimate goal is to be a live sound engineer. So I want to work with theater or a live band, touring, not touring, whatever. I want to do live sound. To me, it's exciting. It's fun. I like the fact that no matter the fact that you're on the same stage or with the same people, the same equipment, nothing is ever going to work the same way twice. So you also mentioned that you had a minor in uh, business, I think. I do. I have a minor in business management. That's cool. What are you planning on doing with that? So one of the things that I learned when researching potential jobs for the career field that I want to go into was that a lot of them work on a contracting basis. And I wanted to understand the business side of the work that I was going to be doing. I wanted to be able to understand what the structure of how I was going to be interacting with jobs and businesses and companies was going to be. And especially since lately, I've been thinking that I might want to be a tour manager or a show manager once I get into it for long enough, that that would be an opportunity that I would be interested in pursuing. So the minor is definitely for the music stuff and it will help me in general. That's really smart because I know a lot of people when they hear, oh, I'm a music major, they're like, okay, but what realistically can you accomplish with that? And you've got a really well laid out goal. Yeah, and I definitely have encountered a lot of people who are like, oh, so you're going to be a music teacher or you're going to do music therapy for kids. And those are definitely great, great career fields. And I applaud anyone who goes into them. I don't think I have the chops to be a teacher or to do music therapy, partially just because I can't play an instrument. And that's one of the things is that our program at my school is definitely geared either towards being a producer, a music producer, sound engineer, or being a music teacher. And a lot of people don't think that being a music major really can get you 
very far. I think when you hear of people in the music industry, they kind of just appear. You don't ever really hear of these people being in school. If you go to a Broadway show or a performance of some sort, you always hear the performers have gone to Juilliard or some other school of performing arts, or they've gone to Berklee College of Music, stuff like that. You don't really hear about the school for sound engineers unless you're going to be a sound engineer. So it's definitely hard to deal with other people's perception of what you're going to be. Yeah. Which I think can be said for film too, right? Yeah. I mean, in my opinion, from what I've seen is that when you look at directors, you hear of their accreditations, the other films they've done, but you don't ever really hear of their schooling. Yeah, exactly. And that's that was one of the most interesting things for me to learn was in my first week of my film class, my film teacher said basically that exact same thing. When you hear of directors, you hear of their films, you hear of their work, but you don't hear of their schooling. And a lot of things people don't realize is the majority of their early work they did in school. My teacher has her doctorates in film and media studies, and she's done over 300 films, short films, and like 20 documentaries. And she did her first five while she was in her master's program at Berkeley, I think. So it was interesting to learn that a lot of arts colleges they kickstart your work experience while you're in school. So you're not only paying for the education, but you're paying for applicable experience. I think it's definitely the same for a lot of sound engineering trade schools. That's one of the things that they definitely push is that while you're here, you're going to get to work with bands. You're going to get to record in studio. You're going to get a portfolio by the time you leave if you don't already have one. And that was one of the things that definitely kept those trade schools in my options because this major, this field of study that I'm going into doesn't need a bachelor's degree. It just needs applicable experience. Yeah, the same same for me. That was the main question a bunch of our family asked was, do directors even need degrees? And the answer is no, they don't need degrees. But for me, being a person who's never really done any film stuff before, that's where I need to start because I don't know as much as 99.9998% of the other people going into the same field. Do you remember me kind of saying the same thing about there was the one trade school I could have gone to right out of high school. I would have been 18, moving halfway across the country to a city that I've never been to before with nobody that I knew, going to a school that I was going to be there for six months. Yes, the school would have been great, but I didn't realize how much I didn't know about music until I started in this music program. And now I wouldn't trade it for anything because I needed that experience. I needed the background in music that I now have that now I could go to these trade schools and understand what's being talked about. But I didn't realize that exactly. at the beginning. And that's what I feel like a lot of people don't understand, especially about arts majors and arts career fields is that if you don't necessarily start early, you should get a baseline education in it before you just throw yourself in. Because unlike math or science or literature, where they teach you the baseline in normal school, they teach you the elementary ABCs of it. And in film and sound engineering, you don't, that's something you have to be really passionate about to even start. But if you are passionate and you do realize that that's what you want to do, then the most beneficial thing you can do for yourself if you have no experience is get the basic education in it. 
Right. In a generic music technology major like I did or... And not to say that people who don't do that are at fault, but I didn't think that it was going to be hard doing the technology stuff. But goodness gracious, the amount of things that you need to know that aren't technology related before you start with the technology, it's insane. So I definitely understand where the baseline terms and information about a subject definitely contributes to being able to do the advanced part of it. Yeah, and if anyone was planning on choosing a major that they don't really know that much about, I would suggest taking a basic class or watching informational videos on the major to help you decide if you actually like that topic. You know, if you, if you enjoy the elementary basis of it, then you're gonna enjoy the advanced stuff. Right. I think I see a lot of people who say, oh, it's just that these lower division classes, they kind of suck. But once you get into the upper division classes, it's so much better. And then it never is. If you didn't like it when it was easy, you're not going to like it when it's hard. Exactly. And that was it for me as I wasn't enjoying intro to anthropology. I'm not going to enjoy advanced fundamentals of anthropological ideas. Definitely not. Well, if that is the one thing that people take away from this, I hope it's that, that, you know, find something that you enjoy doing. And if you don't enjoy doing it, then you're not going to enjoy doing it. You know, it might be one of those things where you have to test the waters and if you kind of enjoy doing it, but you're not sure, then you could definitely build a real interest for it. But if you don't enjoy doing it, it doesn't matter how interested you are in doing it. At some point, you're going to not enjoy it anymore. Yeah. And it's it's what mom and dad always say is that you have to do what you love. You can't do something you despise for the rest of your life or else you're going to live a miserable life. It's cliche. People say you got to find a job that you love because then it won't feel like working. And it's work is work and it's not going to be glamorous. It's not 100% fun all the time. But if you find something that you're interested in, you'll be willing to work through those times. And I think that's what's more important is that if you're willing to deal with the times where it may be sucky, then you're definitely going to really enjoy the times where it's not. That's the it of it, the whole thing about college and choosing what you want. All right. Thank you for listening to our podcast. This episode has been fun. It's been insightful. Thank you, Shanna, for sharing with me, sharing with everyone your experience with choosing college classes, because I think you and I are on two different ends of the cliche scale for college. I had the cliche that I knew what I wanted. I went in and I got it and it's working for me. And you had the cliche that you really thought you knew what you wanted and you went in and you hated it. I think showing that either one is okay and it's just the way that you deal with it and work through it and talk to people about it that helps you choose what you want to do and progress. So thank you. Yeah, thank you for sharing yours about all your your worry about not doing the right thing. That's really important that people need to understand that there's always going to be doubt. But as long as you push through and you keep trying, you're, you're doing the right thing. All right, that's it for this week on The Splash Zone. Real advice from two students in different fields. Find something you're really, truly interested in, and you can push through any and every hard time. Sometimes you'll have doubts, and that's okay. Push through and do what feels right. Thank you, Amanda and Shayna.
and thank you for listening to the Make It Podcast. You can listen to more of Amanda and Shayna at The Splash Zone.